You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now, after they were, you know, besieged and they realized that Ali is now coming. Remember, before the negotiations, Imam Ali had not made an attack yet. But they saw Ali in the distance. He was coming. And they knew Imam Ali had killed Amr. So the Jews of Bani Quraidha, they requested the Prophet to send Abu Lubaba, who came from the Aus tribe, so they could consult him. They told him, yeah, oh Muhammad, send Abu Lubaba, one of your companions. We have a long friendship with him. We want to consult him about what to do. He says, okay, fine. Go and consult him. The Prophet told Abu Lubaba, فَأْتِهِمْ وَقُلْ مَعْرُوفًا Abu Lubaba, see what the Jews want from you and be decent, be nice. See, the Prophet is giving them a window to do something good for once. When Abu Lubaba arrived in the fortress, the Jews decided to play with his emotions. They put the women and children around him. They started to wail and cry, Abu Lubaba, save us. These Muslims want us to surrender without preconditions. We don't know what's going to happen. And they asked him, do you think it's fair for Muslims to demand that we surrender without any preconditions? He said, yes. For what you guys have done? Yes. Now Abu Lubaba had ties with them business ties, his family, some parts of his family lived in Bani Quraidah. He had a historical friendship with them. See, here's where the test of Allah comes. They told him secretly, what do you think Muhammad's going to do to us? If we surrender without any preconditions, like give us some inside news, what should we expect? He was now here struggling with himself. By the way, one narration tells us that Abu Lubaba was a slave. The Prophet freed him. So the Prophet has a haq over him. When he saw the woman and the children crying, he had business interests in Bani Quraidah. Without talking, so no one hears him from the Muslims, he looked at the Jews and he, and he did this to them. <laughs> <laughs> basically Abu Lubaba was telling them look you guys committed treason and it doesn't look like you guys are apologetic right if you continue like this the way you've been mm, you guys are dead meat so now the Jews became certain that what death is facing them <laughs> right but Abu Lubaba committed an act of betrayal how do you give them a secret like that? You shouldn't have told them. Tell them, come negotiate. Why did you do this to them? Because when you did this to them, they became more adamant in their stubbornness. Abu Lubaba says, the second I did that to them, I felt I betrayed Allah and His Messenger. He started to shake. I made a huge mistake. Abu Lubaba felt so bad about this mistake he immediately left the fort of Banu Quraidah. He went inside the masjid of the Prophet. There was a pillar there. He tied himself to the pillar. 
Abu Lubaba made an announcement. Muslims, I feel terrible. I've committed a huge sin by betraying the Prophet, by, by giving them that signal. And I've tied myself to this pillar. I will never leave this pillar till the end of my life until Allah forgives me. The Prophet heard that. The Prophet said, if he had come to me and asked for forgiveness, I would have asked Allah to forgive him immediately. No need for him to tie himself. But now that he's tied himself and he's waiting for revelation to come, that's not in my hands anymore. We have to wait until Allah decides. So for a while he was tied. At the time of salah, because he wanted to pray jama'ah with the Prophet, his wife would come and open the chain so he can come and pray. When he's done, he would go back to the pillar. He imprisoned himself basically. He tied himself until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would forgive him. Some exegetes of the Quran, they have mentioned that when Abu Lubaba committed this act of betrayal, Allah revealed verse 27 of Surah Al-Anfal. Ya ayyuhal amanu. Oh you who believe Abu Lubaba, you're a believer. Why did you do this? La takhunullaha wal-rasul. Do not betray knowingly betray Allah and the Prophet. When you're entrusted with something, don't betray the amana. How did you spill such a secret to them? Why did you do that? So he really felt bad. After a few days, some narrations say six days, some narrations say more. After a few days, the Prophet was in the house of Um Salama, when Jibra'il came to him with verse 102, 102 of Surah at tawbah There are some who admit to their mistakes. They have good deeds, but they mix some bad deeds with them. Allah will forgive them soon. Um Salama says, I looked at the face of Rasulullah sallallahu I saw a big smile on the face of the Prophet. He said to me, Allah has forgiven Abu Lubaba's sin. Go and give this news to the people. So Um Salama, she goes to the companions. She tells them good news. Jibra'il has come to the Prophet now. Allah has forgiven Abu Lubaba. The people got excited. They rushed to the pillar in the mosque of the Prophet where he was tied to and they said, let's untie this for you. He refused, he said no. I want Rasulullah to untie me. One hadith states that Fatima she offered to come and untie him. It's not clear who refused, he Abu Lubaba or his wife or some others, they said no, 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 only the Prophet should come. The Prophet became disappointed and upset and he said his famous statement, Fatima bav'atun minni, Fatima is a part of me, don't ever differentiate between her and me. So it seems they, they possibly apologized and the Prophet, he came at their request and he untied him. So this was Abu Lubaba and the sin that he committed. And this is a lesson for us, my dear brothers and sisters, that if we commit a mistake, have hopes. Allah will forgive you. I myself, my analysis, 
is that the story of Abu Lubaba happened and there's verses in the Quran to show these stubborn Jews that Allah forgives if you, if you repent. You guys go do the same thing. Come to the Prophet, tell him, Ya Rasulullah, we won't leave here until Allah forgives us. Allah will forgive you. But no, they're arrogant. They can't. They've committed treason. They've committed huge treason. They're not willing to apologize. They're not willing to repent. SubhanAllah, look at their stubborn. What do you do with people like that? How do you forgive people like that who are so stubborn? Exactly, Allah just showed them an example. One of the Prophet's companions, he, he committed treason by telling you that signal and making you more uh, stubborn in your position, by scaring you from further negotiations. But Allah forgave him because even though you guys played with his emotions, he saw right from wrong and he admitted. And Allah forgave him in the Quran. Allah can forgive you guys too, just accept the truth. Just apologize. See, Allah gave them that last window, they closed that window. In our next class, my dear brothers and sisters, we'll see what happened with Banu Qurayla. So what's the fate then? After the attempt of Abu Lubaba didn't go anywhere, what happened next? Inshallah, we'll examine that and we'll analyze the sequence of events. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi al-tahirin.